Welcome to The Odds Couple, a presentation of ESPN Chicago. The Odds Couple is brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino Las Vegas. The Odds Couple. Here's your host, Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. Welcome to your weekend. Time for another edition of The Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFalco with you for the final exhibition weekend of the NFL season. We can't wait. We're just under two weeks away from the official kickoff on Thursday night, just over two weeks from when the Bears will kick it off as a small favorite against the Green Bay Packers at Soldier Field. College football this weekend. Yes, that's right, folks. College football this weekend. USC is playing Notre Dame Navy over in Ireland. We're going to touch on that. The Cubs continue to charge towards the playoffs. Lots of interesting baseball to get after. Holy cow, Mike, we've got so much. Not to mention the Tour Championship outside of steamy Atlanta. There is no shortage of fun sports stuff and gambling stuff to talk about for this weekend. Yeah, I heard the uh, whole ball of wax you just gave us. Carmen, how you doing, everybody? And uh, my buddy Eric Ostrowski along with us today. And uh, I, I heard the PGA at the end. And uh, finally, I met my Waterloo last week. I rode <laughs> Shepler. And I did lose that one. I tell you what I win. I tell you what I lose. I did hedge a little bit with the eventual winner, Hovland, but it still wasn't enough where I did. I had a losing day for a change. I've had a great golf uh, year. We got more to come. We got matchup golf uh, all weekend, and then you'll be watching on Sunday because uh, it, it looks like an interesting tournament. I mean, uh, yeah, it really does, and, it, and it's what the PGA ordered. And then we got college football. You got Navy, Notre Dame, UTEP, Jackson State, Ohio, uh, San Diego. You State. believe it? I mean, so it's all good. And then uh, baseball, we got the pennant race uh, with in Chicago on the north side. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenny Williams and uh, Rick Hahn gone on the south side. All I'll say is I've known Kenny since 1992, and I'll say this to Kenny: it's about time. Seven years too too, too late. late. And yeah. I'll also say this to everybody out there. Uh, because I've been doing this on, for a long time. It gets frustrating when I had the message everybody from stations to media to the newspaper, of which the journalists now work for the baseball teams because we're finding out stuff that we should have known two, three, four years ago, including he didn't have the ability to do this, the ability to do that. Well, tell us because you don't want to tell us because you didn't want to come under the thumb of Kenny Williams. And I'll just say this. To Kenny Williams, good luck with your future life. You shouldn't be involved in baseball. Nobody else wanted you. The Sox planted a story on you years ago that Toronto wanted you. Mm. Uh, it just wasn't all. It was just all bogus. And I don't want to hear how you're a son to somebody. I'll say the Jerry Reinsler's like a stepfather to me. I told him ten years ago this would happen. So the chickens have come home to, to roost. roost. I love that. Yes. And then on the other side of town, you got a playoff deal where we're not getting any help at all. Well, We're Milwaukee not any help at all from anybody, and we keep winning. Milwaukee's smoking hot right now. At Cincinnati, uh, wins a doubleheader. C- Cincinnati, the other night. yeah, Cincinnati won that, swept that doubleheader. That's the game show. We had to come out of the first one early. That's Who? a whole other disaster. Uh, I mean, my God, Mike, the Angels. Enough with the Babe Ruth stuff. The um, Babe Ruth got up yesterday. If he was playing a road trip in Chicago in 1926. And it was 101 degrees in his room with no air conditioning. And that was the best he was going to feel all day. Okay? And then he hit a home run over the rough. I got to hear by <laughs> well, a guy. Well, at least Joey will still hit home runs. That's good. We could at well, least yeah, still see him hit. You know what I heard? And I love, I love, uh, I heard this on Vincent. One of the guys said, uh, well, you know, Ruth never pitched and hit at the same time. Oh, if there was a DH, he would have played every day. 
Yeah, okay? see, that's the thing. He not, couldn't not have had the, the nonsense DH. Right. off with yeah. this nonsense. I, I know what era we're talking about here. You wouldn't want to get in a plane made in 1927. So don't go telling me the baseball's not better, iPads, locker rooms, oh, all air conditioning. Give me a break. It's a joke. Babe the, Ruth is a the, colossus. The only... Uh, yeah, I mean, that's all true. If they would have had a DH back then, it would oh be interesting God. to see if he could have extended his pitching career. Obviously, he, could he couldn't do it. could have extended his hitting career. Uh, probably both, yeah. I mean, he, because he, he, he had he, three homers he, his final game. Right. He obviously had to play the field. Uh, you're right about some of the other amenities Absolute that the players everything. get. To Here's the one thing that uh, should never be forgotten, though. He played in a league that was segregated. He was not playing against all the best players, but... Maybe that all balances out. Well, you out. know what? I, I, name me all the great Japanese players from the last 50 years that were allowed to play in Major League Baseball. And by the way, Japan has a deal where you can't have a, 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 a ton of American League players. Uh, are there a limit on the rosters? Is that yes, right? Yeah, there's a limit on the roster. Yeah. So that, that don't fly with me. They um, do the same thing. You know, back to the Brewers. Mike had mentioned the Brewers. The Cubs aren't getting any help. Brewers have ripped off no. after getting swept. In L.A., they went to Texas, where we talked about it last week. The Rangers have played very, very well, oh especially God, at home. No. They, they, they swept the Rangers. They've won 7 of 10. They've got a three-game lead on the Cubs. They were idle last night. The Cubs picked up a half game because they did come back in 10 and beat uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates. The yeah, Brewers, but Texas has lost seven in a they've row. They've lost seven straight. That's my team. I'm yeah, but you're still, right you're, you're still looking good. Um, was that the way it was supposed to be two weeks ago? We're still looking good. They may not even make the playoffs. I, I am fascinated by this race in the AL West right now, Mike. I mean, so the Rangers, right. the Rangers have lost seven straight. The and Astros Houston looks bad. They've dropped six to ten, and they lost seventeen to one last night. And now it's the Mariners that are charging hard. They've won eight to ten. They're a game out. Seattle is twenty six and twelve since the break. That's the second best record in uh, all of baseball after the Dodgers. Best in the AL. They host the Royals this weekend. Their next nine are against the Royals, A's, and Mets. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Watch out for the Mariners all of a sudden. They're a game out. It's a great. It's baseball. I mean, you know, we were dead with the Cubs, B and B. Now the Cubs are going to get maybe over the total. We were all set with Texas. Now they've lost seven in a row. And Carb, last week we were one and one. What do we? What do we lose with baseball? Baseball. It's, been the, <sighs> it, it's the toughest sport oh of the four major sports to bet that I that I'm involved in. There's no doubt. I mean, I'm happy. Last night, I mean, I had Pittsburgh. And it was as easy as pie because preseason football, they tell you their plans. Oh, that was not, yeah, that was a nice hit. Well done on the Steelers. Pittsburgh, you know yeah. what they tell you? Pittsburgh's playing a, a, a picket a pick and Trubisky. They played, they played picket and Trubisky played most of the game, right? And, yeah. and Atlanta wasn't playing any starters. So I go call my guy. I go, give me Pittsburgh. The next thing you know, I changed the channel. And I, I don't think, I think Trubisky threw two uh, incompletes. Pickett uh, was four for he four. He was four for four. They're yep, both that's right. on fire. And yep. you know what? They got to be a certain playoff destination. You have two healthy quarterbacks that both start in the league at, at one point and the other. Najee Harris, you got a great defense. Pittsburgh's impressive right now, and Tomlin seems to have things together over there. And I know it's only preseason, but you you could tell you could tell a good team just by watching how they perform, no matter who they play against. That they divi- went for the jugular. Yeah, that division is going to be a bear. You talk about tough well, divisions. That AFC, right that now. AFC North, right? I mean, like you think Watson's. You think Watson's lost some of the luster? Because of all the nonsense? Because sure. He's not looking good right now. I heard. Yeah, the the reports are camp hasn't been great for him. No. Right? No, but maybe he'll explode, but, and it's only preseason, but you think 
Uh, last year, you had a built-in type of situation where you had the pressure of coming back. You had the big money, yeah. uh, the first guaranteed contract. But now you think he'd start to get his legs, and it doesn't look like, from what I hear, it's all that good. Cubs are uh, just, uh, like we said, three games out there. The second wildcard wow. team in the NL right now. They're on the road again at the Pirates. It's Hendricks versus Mitch Keller tonight. The Cubs are 7-0 and straight up against the Buccos so far this season. Hendricks 5-5 five and five all-time uh, against Pittsburgh with a 3.55 ERA. Uh, the line you're looking at Cubs is a minus 115 favorite. Pirates still on the money line are minus 105. Maybe a little bit closer than you'd expect considering the dominance I'm the Cubs have had Hendricks against them this year. I'm worried about when he pitches because of missing the bats. Keller is 10-8, and eight, mm-hmm. uh, but his high ERA is in the four. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I, I probably Can... lean Pittsburgh, but the Cubs are 6-3 and three on this road trip. Well, yeah. nine, uh, uh, the last nine games, and the last nine games have been decided by two runs or less. Yeah. So they're winning the close they're games. They're winning the close games, right. And these are games, Carm, take it from Mr. 1969, yeah. <laughs> that they used to lose. <laughs> that game last night, in the old days, they would have lost that game. And they won. And right now they got the mojo on their side, it seems like. Yeah, it seems like, you know, and Bellinger, uh, I got. I think it's safe to say if he hadn't been injured, he'd be up for MVP. Oh, I mean. Right? Um, I don't know. I mean, because Acuna's he been so. He'd be, time, he certainly he? would be it more, like, in the, I mean, I don't think anybody's going to be able to top Acuna the way he's played. But, no, I no. think you're right. Like, if he didn't miss a month. Sure. I mean, if he didn't miss a he month. He missed a month of the season. He had the numbers up. I mean, when he plays, he he, he delivers. He's had a huge I love, year. I, you know, people, I don't have a problem with half-batting third. I know everybody, mm. a lot of people do. I paid off last night. Yeah. Only bad third once in the, in the lineup. Uh, you know, I just think he's a good player that isn't hitting for average, but he gets important hits at times and clutch fly balls and stuff like that. Well, while the Cubs are in Pittsburgh, as Mike said, they're doing yep. very well on this road trip. They're going to hope that the Padres can finally give them a helping hand. The Padres are uh, up north in Milwaukee for a set, and then the Brewers come to Wrigley Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday of next week. It's Woodruff versus Darvish tonight. Brewers are minus 130. Padres are minus 200 on the run line, plus a run and a half. I don't want to uh, give that out at laying $2 to win one, but I will tell you this. Darvish, surprisingly, only two career starts in Milwaukee. Not a ton, small sample, but his ERA in those two games is .80. He's got a career 2.09 ERA lifetime against the Brewers, and like I said, Cub fans, and the Cubs certainly hoping that you, Darvish, their former player, can maybe give them a little helping hand in Milwaukee tonight. Uh, we got a little other baseball we'll talk about coming up, a lot of football as well. Final exhibition season. Justin Fields and select starters are going to play. The starters that are healthy enough to play. Sean McDermott's doing the same thing as the Bills roll into town tomorrow at Soldier. Their starters are going to play a little bit. We'll talk to Luke Pergandy coming up next. Jim Miller's going to give us ponies a little bit later on as uh, we're winding down the season here before they change the course over uh, at Chicago's hometown track over at uh, Hawthorne Racecourse. So lots to get after today, everybody, plus some best plays. And we got a football best play. Oh, my goodness. I love it. I love it. Don't go anywhere. We're just getting warmed up. We are the Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Ho. Welcome back inside this week's episode of the Odds Couple. It's Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. Catch up on demand all weekend long with the ESPN Chicago app. You'll get the encore replay a little bit later in the day on Saturday. We've got Bears and White Sox. Of course, we are the home for both ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. So uh, the doubleheader yesterday with the Bears playing their Final uh, tomorrow, excuse me, with the Bears playing their final uh, exhibition game 
against the Bills, and then White Sox and A's after that. We're on the 9.30, right? Yes, about 9.30 or so tomorrow night after White Sox baseball. Yeah, good. That I'll watch correct. something on the Smithsonian on TV and switch <laughs> right over out. to the odds couple. Ah, perfect. <laughs> Let's get out to the CarX Tire and Auto Guest Hotline and say hi to one of our weekly contributors, one of our favorites. He told us about that great Baltimore Orioles oh. ticket that's posted on the site right now. There's another good one. Uh, that has to do with NL Cy Young. He's going to tell us about that. The one and only Luke Pergandy. <laughs> one of our favorites. Hi, Mike. What's I, up, buddy? I'm uh, I'm interested in this uh, this Blake Snell ticket because I think the Cy Young race in the NL is going to be kind of interesting down the stretch. Zach Gallen's still your favorite at minus 105. Blake Snell, after a rough first month or so, has pitched brilliantly. He's slightly lower than 3-1 to one at most books. Spencer Strider, who uh, I'm going to cash a winning ticket on. Baseball's yeah, not boy. been good to me this year, but I bet Spencer Mr. Strider to lead the NL in strikeouts, and uh, I should knock on wood. Hopefully, he doesn't get hurt. He's got like forty-five more strikeouts than anybody else in the NL. Nice. He's plus three fifty, and then Justin Steele is about eighteen to one. His odds have gone the other way, but he continues to pitch very well. I think it's a great uh, race, Luke Logan Webb of the Giants. I think in there too, but uh, Blake Snell's got a real shot at this, and there is a ticket posted on the site now, right? Yeah, so. Snell has the best ERA. He's at 2.73. And then Gallon, we mentioned the front runner. He's 40 points behind that. He's all the way at 3.11 ERA. So it'll be interesting. Like you said, the odds say Gallon is the favorite. And if, you know, say you have a Gallon ticket, a nice hedge would be this Blake Snell ticket, of course, on the Padres. Price at five to one on props off, and like you said, plus two ninety yeah. at the sports book. You're almost getting double the the value there. It's expensive; it'll cost you twenty five hundred bucks, um, but would pay um, fifteen grand mm. <laughs> if Blake Snell can pull this off. Wow. So uh, maybe you make a hedge on Gowan and Snell, and you know you're open on if Strider pulls it off. I'll tell you what; I watch baseball <laughs> religiously. And there's no way those two pitchers are as good as Justin Steele's been in down the stretch. Steele's been great. Honest. I, I mean, I don't understand the odds there. Uh, yeah, he's I, eighteen to one. He's gone the other yeah, way from I, where he was two I, weeks I, ago. I'm absolutely stunned yeah. unless that they, they think the Cubs have been getting it done with Smiley and Hendricks. It's mind-boggling to me. And then they have their pitcher, the other guy, their stud went on to DL. I mean, a Strowman. So I mean, uh, that one is stunning to me. But uh, maybe they're giving the credit to the savior, Alzale, who's been like Mariano Rivera. So yeah. I want to ask you about the relief pitcher of the year awards. Do they have that type of betting? And if they do, it, this guy's like a mini Mariano Rivera right now. I'm not saying he's going to be like him, but every game he he's converted 19 of his last 20, uh, Luke, for the Cubs. Yeah. No, uh, I don't think they had that at the books, but I agree with I you, Mike. Like, that either. should absolutely be a wagerable event. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. it's like most of these relievers have such good seasons, but they it's so rare for a reliever to win the Cy Young, which, of course, is for the best pitcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I agree with you. I mean, that's that's absolutely should be a category. Like, people will for sure gamble on that, and it makes sense to reward those guys that have incredible seasons. Yeah, uh, how about uh, some golf? Uh, we talked last week with the BMW Championship in town, how you should play this. I mean, you could have had Victor Hovland, I guarantee wow. it, uh, longer odds than when he he closed at. Uh, I mean, that performance was epic. It was the course record. What he did 
over those last nine holes was really spectacular. He's right here in the mix again. I mean, nobody seems to be striking the ball better than Victor Hovland right now. But even you take a look at like Morikawa, who went out there uh, and put up a 61 yesterday. That's what you're looking for. Um, and I, I'm assuming the advice is always the same for these big golf tournaments, especially where the leaderboard is so loaded because we're down to the best of the best, Luke. You, you, you know, there is some value to be found on great golfers that otherwise wouldn't be there under normal circumstances. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Slam leaderboard, Scheffler, Hovland, Morikawa, Rory, John Rahm. I mean, so loaded, loaded leaderboards. So pick your poison there. Um, yeah, and then, like you said, Morikawa came out and shot, shot a 61. That's incredible. Um, he, he opened at 25 to 1. He's now down to 5 to 1. There you go. So certainly a prop sauce special there. You could have sold him for 5X, and he's only one day of golf in. Keegan Bradley's tied for the lead. He's sixteen to one right now. Like he wants to make, and he wants to make the right. Mike, that's a great point. Like Keegan Bradley may be worth, uh, you know, hungry right now. He's He's hungry. Yeah, he's a good bet if you can get him a matchup golf maybe today. Yeah, no, it's a good point. You can find him at fifteen to one right now. So uh, that is, and he's he's the leader. So um, you know, do it. Love it. Two two back from the lead. Two back from Morikawa. But yeah, fifteen to one for a guy that's two back. But that's great. As baseball enters the home stretch, Luke uh, is you know, it's football season. It's almost football season. Let's face it, and Mm -hmm. you know, it it dominates. Um, And you know, I just wonder what is. You know, what do you see in terms of tickets being posted, bought and sold? Is it like Braves, Dodgers, people? I mean, even Cubs, whose odds continue to trickle down a little bit, 50 to 1 last week, down to 40 to 1 for the World Series now. I mean, do you continue to see action on baseball teams as we are, are almost into September entering the home stretch? Yeah, oh, absolutely. So, yeah, the, t- the three teams at the top, Braves, Dodgers, Astros, always very public teams. They continue to have the lowest odds on the leaderboard. So, Always going to sell tickets on them. Cubs have been a great prop style special. I'd say the three biggest movers on prop style have been Rangers, Orioles, and Cubs. Mm. All three of those teams could be, had been found at triple digits. Uh, Rangers and Orioles down to single digits, seven to one and nine to one respectively. And then Cubs are down to forty to one in some books. I, we sold yes. tickets on the Cubs at five hundred to one wow. in the first half of the season because you know you got them at a hundred to one, and you're kind of like, let me just throw this thing away, basically. You know, get something back for my money on props up, and people did that, and now they're right back in this thing. So, um, yeah, those those three teams have been the big movers. And your question about football, like, yeah, we I would say at this point we're like fifty fifty between those two sports, football and um, and baseball, and it's going to continue to start to be football heavier just as the season rolls along. I mean, we're selling we're selling so many football futures already, and we haven't even played a game yet. Just People want to get in on teams like the Packers. Packers are like seventy to one. Dealers oh, yeah. have looked pretty good. My, Mike Kenny brought Pickens them up. Yeah. Gambling yeah, wise, like, yeah. Yeah. gambling wise, freak. Like yeah. they could be interesting to me. Like I just, I don't know what to do with Najee Harris. Like, is he going to go back to what he did in his rookie year? Do they have offensive line issues? Like that's kind of my only concern with the Steelers. But I mean, if you get Steelers at seventy to one right now to win yeah. a championship, that's that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think gambling wise, of course, the NFL will. Uh, dominate as we go on, but in Chicago, Cubs and Bears are going to split time. If they, if, the, if if the playoffs are still sure, if the, if the Cubs, Cubs are, are in it, not, absolutely, absolutely, no question about it. All right, Luke, enjoy uh, the weekend, buddy. We appreciate the time, and we'll catch up again next Friday. Thanks, guys. You too. Looking forward to it.
Alright, There's Luke Pergandy. Make sure you have the Prop Swap app on your phone and check out all the tickets and all the action, especially if you like golf and you like to make a little money these these big weekends with the tour championship going on. Made for Prop Swap. So uh, get there and check it out. And you bring up an excellent point about Keegan Bradley. He is very motivated. He's got a lot to play for. And I saw him being interviewed on the Golf Channel when his round was over yesterday. And he basically mm-hmm. re- reiterated what you just said. Mm-hmm. This is his his chance. This yeah. is his last chance to like really shine and convince uh, who is it? Zach Johnson's the captain this year, right? Yeah, to convince Zach Johnson uh, to make the Ryder Cup team in Rome next month. I so think it's a great he's a point. good bet uh, for for matchup golf if you get him today. A lot of as we're podcasting, they haven't even started yet. Somebody's matches, but uh, maybe we'll be up. I think we're going to be up by eleven eleven thirty. Yes, uh, when the last couple. Uh, uh, people haven't uh, 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 teed off yet. Keegan Bradley's family's coming in from what I heard in the same interview, Carm, that you saw. I heard it this morning that they played it. And I just said, you know what? I like this guy. He's a, a, a regular dude, it seems like. Good father. His family's coming in. I, I'm going to root for him. Yeah. And I might bet him. 16 to 1 right now in the yeah. odds. All right, coming up, we'll talk uh, a little football here into the final exhibition season, right? And the Bears and Bills are going to play some of their starters, at least for a little bit tomorrow afternoon at Soldier Field. So we'll talk about that. Don't go anywhere, folks. We are the Odds Couple, presented by Circa Resort and Casino. This is the Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. On FM 100.3 HD2, the ESPN Chicago app, and ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside the Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. Follow us on Twitter. Mike is at North to North. It's the number two. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. Simple as that. Catch up on demand with the ESPN Chicago app all weekend. We've got Bears and White Sox on our air tomorrow on uh, ESPN 1000, where you're home for the Bears and the White Sox. So we'll be on with the Encore replay a little bit later, Saturday night. Uh, if you're out and about, you want to catch up. I'll watch a John, a John Wayne movie early on That's TCM it. and switch over at 930. Perfect. That's all you got to do. <laughs> see? Bills and Bears, final exhibition game tomorrow. Yes. You'll hear it right here on your home for Bears football. Bears a two-and-a-half-point underdog at home. Starters on both sides are going to play. Bears are 4-1 and one straight up and against the number now in the preseason under Matt Eberflus since the start of last year. First loss, both outright and against the spread, as they gave up 17 points in the fourth quarter and lost the game in Indy last weekend. The Bills, similarly, do very well. Sean McDermott takes this seriously. He's played his starters. Josh Allen played last week. Josh Allen is going to play this week. Buffalo, since 2019, an impressive 10-2 and two straight up in the, pro, uh, in the preseason. Season. So normally you got to follow the coaching trends. That's what Mike and I always tell you. And both these coaches appear to take it pretty seriously, and both coaches will play select starters on Saturday, Mike. Yeah. Now, Justin Fields is going to play, right? Yes. That's what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, that's going to be important. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, the last game that he played, uh, he averaged two yards a pass. Okay. Yeah. When he went three for three, uh, 429 yards, but his passes through the air went right. 2.5 yards. So we've got to watch what he does. Uh, a few years back, I remember that, uh, you know, we poo-pooed the preseason game with Buffalo, and we know what happened. Trubisky came mm, into town. Remember? Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm anxious to see him get off the mat. Uh, you're right. I don't think – look, you're in protective mode. You don't want him to get hurt now. You know, you don't want anybody to get hurt. Of course now. not. Now with you know, fifth, what is it, sixteen days? Just to, get to him some open, work. Yeah. Aaron Rodgers is playing. Aaron Rodgers. So, I was going to bring that up with you. Aaron yeah. Rodgers is playing. Well, that's playing. what we do, Carb. We think a lot of. That's right. 
And, and you know what? He's going to play. Yeah. So, But, you know, you don't want him getting hurt. Uh, they're six-point favorites against the Giants. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of good games. And a lot of starters are going to be playing. I was surprised that Pittsburgh played their starters the first half. I really love what Tomlin did to get his first two uh, lines of offense and defense uh, at work and then maybe to chill. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I liked it. So I'm looking forward to seeing what Justin Fields has. Uh, The pressure's all on him. I'm sorry. I know that there's a lot of facets to football, but – Everybody's waiting for this. Of course, everybody. You know, you you eliminated all the excuses. At least you tried to with all the offseason moves you made to surround him with better talent. Sooner or later, the talking stops. Like yeah. I said on the south side, the thing, the talking had to stop, mm-hmm. and then you had to prove what you were saying. And it looked like they gave Jerry or somebody a bad a bad outlook on how things were going to be, and our good outlook, and it never turned that way. Let's hope it doesn't turn that way for the Bears. Problem for the Bears right now are all the injuries, and hopefully uh, most of them will be cleared up by the time they kick when it they off for real. they even practice. I know, and they got a lot of them though right now. The only one I, I mean, think that's... God. I think the only serious one, it appears the only one that's going to stretch into the regular season is Tevin Jenkins, and that's troubling. Yeah. You know, you hope that the rest of that O-line is healthier. Uh, if they could get Clay pulled back, that would be nice. But he's another one who's kind but of a head-scratcher I mean, scratcher my God, uh, the whole thing was, was about survival. And it yeah. just seems like the Bears have played their regulars during the preseason. They got a lot the of way they hurt. have injuries. Yeah, I know. Uh, Mike mentioned Jets and Giants. Uh, that was a big part of Hard yeah, Knocks. That's going to catch some interest, huh? It, it is. Uh, during the last episode of Hard Knocks, they actually put that in the episode. Robert Sala announcing uh, to the team on the sidelines while they were playing the second exhibition. They're third because they played in the Hall of Fame game. I watched five minutes of it. I watched him give a speech like he was Vince Lombardi. I shut it off. <laughs> or try to, anyway. Yeah. My God. He uh, he told the, the team that the starters were going to play, even Aaron Rodgers. I think he called him the big man. They were all very excited about that. So the Jets are a six-point favorite. The Ravens, what do you know? They lost. It was actually... An, uh, an entertaining preseason Monday night game as the Ravens finally lost a preseason game. They lost uh, in the final minute on a field goal by Joey Sly. They lost uh, in Washington to the Commanders. Ravens will try to start a new streak as a one-and-a-half-point underdog on the road at the Bucks this weekend. It was their first preseason loss since 2015. You know it's who remarkable. doesn't look good that I was touting and that a lot of people were, and I think I'm going to have second thoughts? Who? Atlanta. Yeah. Damon, uh, the Ritter kid, Ritter. kid, I mean, he's still uh, inaccurate. I beat it. Look, look I, saw, I heard somebody say the kid from the Indianapolis had a, a decent night, the new kid, Richardson, Richardson right? Richardson, yeah. Anthony because Richardson. I, he ran and he got first downs and, and, and he's athletic and everything else. He's Justin Fields. But can you throw the football? Because he's not accurate right now. Fields has to prove he's accurate right now. These runners have to prove they are accurate and that they can pass the football also because you're going to not get very far just running the football as a quarterback. No, you're not, of course. From clean pockets, from the pocket, you have to be able to be efficient, to be effective. Yes, you've got to be accurate. I like Ritter a lot in college. I do have some concerns about the transition to the pro game. We'll see. They got talent on that team. I mean, that offense has a lot of talent, and I, I, you know, I kind of like some of the things Arthur Smith does. You know what I like, Norm? I got a new theory. This is these are new theories only get me in more trouble. <laughs> but I, I'm thinking of doing some totals where you have two good quarterbacks. For instance, Pittsburgh mm-hmm. with Pickett and Trubisky. If one goes down, right. you got another guy. Right. New Orleans with Carr and with Jameis Winston. Winston throws three touchdowns last week. Mm-hmm. He's a guy. Maybe. 
teams that only have one decent quarterback, like San Diego, or excuse uh, me, the LA. Chargers, mm-hmm. let's say Herbert, who doesn't get hurt much, he's pretty sturdy, but let's say he goes down. Who's their backup? A lot of these teams. How about the Bears? If Johnson I, yeah, gets hurt. I, yeah, right. I mean, right? I, I think uh, Bajan at some point will be the backup. Maybe not in the first he couple of good. weeks, but he's. I'm interested to see how he plays tomorrow. Me too. Right? Absolutely. I'm interested to see how he plays. He, he, he I think, showed himself up the last time very well. Uh, this is why it is important to have a, a oh. decent backup if you can go to him for a handful of games. And exhibition season's important to these yeah. kids. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Max Duggan, the rookie, is, I believe... What is that, a detective uh, serial? Is that a, who? The former TCU quarterback. I love that guy, the redheaded kid. The rookie in, yeah. in L.A. I think he's on track to be the backup to Justin That would Herbert be fun. He's a LA. fun guy. By the way, speaking of the commanders and that win on Monday night, uh, you know there's Injury. a... Injury. Pro- yeah, well, there's a prop out there, too. Will the commanders change their name? Yes, minus 300. No, plus 200. And the wow. favorites are football... Team slash club is six to one. Spartans eight to one. Armada ten to one. The Red Hogs look, ten to one. Why did they just call them the Hogs for crying out loud? Look, look. It was the Redskins for a hundred years, and all of a sudden people got crazy. Everybody understands, and now the Native American area uh, people there are chiming in that they want it back. Really? Like I said yes. Read it. The Native Americans want it back because they weren't the ones that were offended. It was a lot well, in the media. Some of them had to have been. I don't know. Well, well, well we, but but you're taking that for granted. Did you ever talk to an Indian about it? No. No, no because but it's Indians, a slur. It's a, it's a, it's a, Well, read it. Read it. Even if they take the Blackhawk logo away, so I mean, they might. It's the, a different. You know what they don't like? They don't like. Uh, I hung out with Indian kids. They don't like being called Indian. What is that? They, Indigenous people or Native Americans. They're proud to be Indians. They are. The worst choice I see on here are presidents. Eleven. What does it say about Redskins? Eleven to one. Because no. it's still pretty. I no, think- they want. That's not even being offered on the. Uh, I don't think they'll ever go back to that. There's no way they'll go back to that. Are you sure? Yes. Oh, one hundred percent. How many people would like the Redskin name back? I don't know. Let's see what it says here. Oh, you're asking Siri? What, what I'm is asking it? Siri. No, I'm just going to what's been said lately, Carmen. It does give you information uh, about know, stuff. But it's, it's... I, may, I, I know you may not agree with it, but uh, the Washington Redskins opinion vote, the name controversy, is up again. And as a Native American, do you find that name offensive or does it bother you? In both polls, 90% responded they were not bothered. 90% Native Americans responded yes. that way? Yes. But the Italian kid from Naperville is, is, uh, yes, is it's a slur. Well, it's then you got to ask them. It says here ninety percent responded <laughs> they were crazy. not bothered. Nine percent <laughs> said that they were offended, and one percent gave no response. These polls were widely cited by teams, fans, and mainstream media as evidence that there was no need to change the name. Hmm. Well, I'm I'm better bet that they're going to change it from Commanders because it's just well, stupid. It didn't work, the, <laughs> but, but, it's, but it's minus three hundred, so I don't know. I understand, but you know what? <laughs> If they if they changed it back to Redskins, according to the two polls that I've read, including that one, There's the Native no Americans way. were God. the least offended. There's no way. All right, we got a couple. But of... that's what you're saying because you're I'd the Italian kid from I, I, I could not imagine they go back to that name. I would be. Well, then why did you? Why didn't you say get rid of it in 1990? 
I don't oh, think I knew any better, really, in 1990. Man, it was in high Why school. I don't know that 21? I. Why didn't you say 2010? Why don't they get rid of some kind oh, of. I, 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 I mean, I think we talked about it, but at that point, I think it had come up and it seemed fairly obvious, I think, to a lot of people that, like, that's. Well, again, it seems because fairly the, obvious the term, they, I'm the, just being straight up. The, I'm just telling you what was said that you didn't even realize that 90% of the respondents of Indians, of the Native Americans, said that they're not bothered. The term is derived. From the term is derived the way you want to derive it. They don't. They don't mind it. You do. Mm. That's the point. I don't and know. And that's, that's what I told you earlier. It's the white media that was offended more by the name than the ab than the Indian media. That that's been widely circulated. I don't know. No, well, uh, I don't. Well, um, we've got. Uh, <laughs> We've got a college game that we. I've got to play actually. Maybe we'll just we'll save it for the best plays because I okay. want to talk about Notre Dame Navy. Uh, I, mean, I love Notre Dame Navy. Sam Hartman. I mean, I they got Sam a quarterback from what I'm hearing. I love Sam Hartman. I love Sam Hartman. He's the best Notre Dame quarterback in the last decade right now, isn't he? I mean, he's got to be. He's, a, he's got to be the most accomplished. Well, like, it sure as hell wasn't Paulus. It sure as hell. Oh wasn't. my God. Right? Going back 30 years now. I mean, I can't believe we have college football tomorrow. <laughs> There's Isn't real games awesome? tomorrow. It's great. Well, you know what? And I can't believe that people in two weeks will be going, why did college football come back too early? I'm down minus this much. Well, down that's true, too. Much. Watch. I'm going to give out a best play we might be chasing already after Absolutely. the first Saturday game. Uh, Jim Miller give us ponies. We'll give you a few thoughts on some of the college games. i got to play in the Notre Dame Navy game, so don't go anywhere. We're coming right back. We are the Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Entering the home stretch on this edition of the Odds Couple presented by Circa Resort and Casino. We'll give you some best plays in a few minutes here, but let's get some ponies from one of the best handicappers in the business. Follow him on Twitter at Hawthorne Jim. He joins us now on the Car X Tire and Auto Guest Hotline from Hawthorne Racecourse. It's Jim Miller. Jimmy! Boys, I hope you got to check out my Twitter account last week, because if you did, you saw one of the most incredible riding seats that, that you're ever going to see, and it had nothing to do with the jock winning a race. But we had a jock basically almost come off a racehorse last Sunday, somehow managed to hold on for dear life, and then get back on the back of the horse. Did either of you happen to see I the saw video? It. Yes, I saw it. It was just incredible, odd. incredible horse comes out of the gate and it was jockey Abel Escano on a horse by the name of Christmas present of race three last Sunday. And if they have a chance, go check out my Twitter at Hawthorne Jim, his right stirrup guys broke it snapped. So he had no balance at all, came off the right side of the horse. And for anybody that says jocks aren't athletes, oh. this was the thing right there that showed you that they are because this horse is going 35 miles per hour. Fortunately, in a straight line, he's hanging on around the neck of the racehorse. Just for the field to pass by, he said. And then he said Unreal. when the field passed by, he was going to let go. But then he realized the horse was still going straight. And he managed to pull himself back aboard the horse, make it the whole way around, just basically riding bareback the whole way around. It was one of the most amazing things and, I've seen in my 30 years in racing. And the horse is pretty much unfazed by that, Jimmy? It seems like Typically it. Typically what happens every other time I've seen this, guys, the rider comes off because what happens is all of a sudden the weight aboard the racehorse shifts mm. and the horse basically bolts in that direction because you figure they're just using their reins to guide the mouth of the horse. Well, all of a sudden you have a 110-pound man all the way off the right side. The horse is just generally going to go that mm. way as well. So kudos to the racehorse. Kudos to everybody else in the race. 
this was the only time I've ever seen a jock stay aboard when something like that happens. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I mean, when it comes to injuries in sports, you hear about it all the time. Horse racing seems to key. You hear more about the horses being hurt. But as a, a driver in the harness or as a, a jockey on a thoroughbred horse, uh, yep. as far as injuries are concerned, how, what's the percentage like uh, as far as the two sports are concerned? And is it very low because of the safety uh, issues they put up? And it is. It's low because of the safety issues. It's low for the fact that that they have a very solid helmet on their head. They have to wear a flak jacket. But injuries do happen. But just like anything else, what's really kind of interesting, one of the first things that every rider is taught is when they come off a horse, two things. One, just tuck and roll if you come off towards the field and just kind of curl yourself up into a ball. But the other thing, if you go off the inside of a horse, roll to the inside so you can get under the rail because the horses are going to avoid you. But Every time that you have that opportunity to just get out of the way of any other racehorse, that's what makes the difference. And that's the whole thing that the jock wanted to do, hold on to the neck as long as he could for the field to pass, and he just somehow managed to balance himself enough to get back up onto the uh, back of the horse. Amazing. All right, Jimmy, so where are we wagering this weekend? Saratoga. Saratoga. Saratoga, It's a great, great weekend of racing. Stakes races galore. The Travers is the feature race. We'll Mm. get to that in a second. Here's your three bets. So race 10, we're going to bet the six. Echo Zulu, just to win, a huge effort in their last out. Loves this racetrack, should be very tough. Race 11, bet the one. Soldier rising across the board, a horse that comes flying late. And then, guys, race 12 is the Travers. Here's the thing that you don't really ever see. You have the Derby winner, Mm. Mage, the Preakness winner, National Treasure, and the Belmont winner, Archangelo, all in the same race. None of them are favored guys because the one horse is Forte, the horse that was supposed wow. to be the big horse. Bet Forte, the one horse to win in the Travers, but that is a great, wow. great race. That's guys. loaded. All right, so three Saturday at Saratoga, race 10, the six horse to win. Race 11, the one horse across the board, so win, place, and show. And then the Travers, race 12, we're going to bet Forte. Bears fans should always uh, bet Forte. Uh, <laughs> he's the one horse to win. Is that right, Jim? That's right, boys. Hey, we're getting ready for NFL season. Let's make some money. It's coming. Sounds good. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. All right, guys. Good luck. Jimmy! He is Jim Miller. Uh, and, uh, yeah, build that bankroll for football season. Yeah, let's it. hope so because, you know what, we're going to start picking. I, I, I don't know. Are we going to start this week with our picks for football? Because I do have a football game. I do, too. It's a good question. Do we want to roll? I mean, I, I'm going to, you know. I'm going to give a play in the Notre Dame You're Navy game here. You're not going to take here. baseball again, are you? No. Are we going to take baseball I'm again? not taking baseball. We're just happy to be out of baseball because we did sputter at the end. Although I won with my football game last week, the Colts was easy, mm-hmm. uh, minus four and a half. So uh, we're getting ready. We're getting ready to go. And I'm going to start keeping track this week as let's far as Let's do it. Let's, keep, yeah. let's start keeping track of football. <laughs> yeah. Let's just, we'll keep track until things start to turn. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Notre Dame Navy in Dublin. Sam Hartman, as Mike and I talked about, take o- uh, he takes over under center for the Irish. This is the best quarterback the Irish have had in some time. Now, they yep. did lose Tommy Reese. They've got it. Uh, he went down to join Nick Saban in Alabama, their offensive coordinator. So they are breaking in a new AC. Uh, but uh, going into year two with Marcus Freeman, I really like the Irish here. Uh, speaking of new coaches, Navy dealing with that. Uh, the Irish average margin of victory. First of all, they've won 10 of the last 11 in the rivalry. And the average margin of victory in those 10 wins, wouldn't you know it, 20 and a half. That's the spread in this game. The last time it was played in Dublin, the Irish won by 40. Last year's score was not really indicative at all of how that Gotta game went. Got to worry about weather, maybe. 
Yeah, potentially, but uh, I like Notre Dame. I don't usually lay this much uh, lumber, but I'm going to yeah. do it. I'll lay the 20 and a half. I think Notre Dame will roll to an easy victory over Navy to uh, kick off the season this week. Yeah, weekend. I think that's a good pick, and I'm also going to take a, a football game, and they're giving a ton of points more than Notre Dame is, guys. USC minus mm. 30 and a half. Mm-hmm. I hate that hook, but what are you going to do? If you're giving 30, why not give the 30? <laughs> why not give the half? <laughs> they're playing San Jose State, and now San Jose State did not have a bad season last year. Uh, their quarterback seems well-seasoned. Yeah. Uh, but USC has a Heisman, their Heisman Trophy winner, and they also have. Uh, this is going to be the last year mm-hmm. that the Pac-12 will probably be together. Now they're going to go to the Big Ten. I, I completely done with conference play. I don't care. Just give me the betting lines, and we'll make our picks because they're screwing it up anyway. Everything's nuts now. Uh, they're going to have like kid signs up for UCLA. The next thing he knows, he's playing at Rutgers. Exactly. You know? I mean, they didn't plan on that. Uh, when they probably made the commitment this year, who knows? I'll take USC minus the thirty and a half. That's my only pick. I'll be on uh, once again with Carb. Yes, and you're going one forty. One forty. We'll get the bonus play. Yep. Uh, I do. I like it. Let's just jump in and a couple of big uh, yeah, favorites that we both, both like. And see what happens. I, I love mean, it. But that's a lot of wood for both teams to be given up in the first game. But that, hey, it's their first game, but it's the other team's first game too, and that could be bad news for them. Absolutely. So great that football is coming yeah, back. Absolutely right. Uh, Are you kidding me? Big uh, thanks, to Erica. As always, our for guy. producing the show. That's our guy. Thank you to Jim Miller and thank you to Luke Pergandy uh, for always joining the show and being a great uh, guests and adding great value and content to our wonderful program. So have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy it. It's nice that it finally cooled off a little. It's going to be a yes. gorgeous weekend. Enjoy the final exhibition season. We're getting closer and closer to the start of real NFL football. We cannot wait. Mike and I will talk to you again next week. Mikey, have a great weekend and happy wagering. So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000.